And specifically, I want to find out uh, what dry needling is. I know yes. it has nothing mm-hmm. to do with sewing. Yeah, <laughs> at all. It does at all. not. It's time for another episode of Valley Health Check with our friends from MyHorizonHealth.org and Horizon Health, of course, giving out some wonderful advice on numerous topics online. This one is very interesting too, physical therapy. Well, this is our second episode chatting about physical therapy. So, uh, Aaron, good to see you again. Yeah, if you'd like to thanks, do the Kevin. introduction. Sure. We have back with us Danielle Colvin, doctor of physical therapy. She works out of our rehabilitation services department at the main campus in Paris. It, it was a joy to get to meet you in in our first segment, we had a lot of questions answered. And I think the focus of our first one, if you haven't heard it, is to talking about going to your pediatrician and the signs of different things. We yes. encourage you to go back and listen to it. But something you brought up in that first episode was something called dry needling. Mm-hmm. What is that? Well, dry needling is the use of a monofilament needle to target a tissue that is painful, that is not functioning properly, um, that is not contracting, relaxing when you need it. It creates functional problems and in pain. So. Mm-hmm. So some issues that would bring you to the doctor or a pediatrician that would eventually get you to a physical therapist like yourself. Yes. It would be something like that that would require the dry needling. Mm-hmm. Now, right. is it how many cases or is that? How prevalent is it? Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I I never go in necessarily thinking this patient is only a dry needling patient. I'm, right, I'm doing right. a full assessment of that patient. I'm doing, yeah. again, a system analysis. I'm looking at all the movement patterns, balance gate, and I'm going to figure out if I feel like that is a tool that is needed to mm-hmm. assist with the the physical therapy plan that I, I feel like is best suited for that patient. I feel like dry needling is a little trendy. Is it, you know, I did never hear of it for a hundred years. Until yeah. today? Till today. Okay, all right. I've never heard okay. of it. Well, see, very, we're setting a trend today. That's no, right. I'm, getting, <laughs> I'm learning I, again. I, I had heard of it before we started offering it, but it was, seems like really just the past few years. Is it new? Is it gaining popularity? Kind of what's, what's well, the evolution as you see it? We're getting more um, involvement statewide to to have it covered with a physical therapy scope of practice, okay. um, which is why Illinois was a little late to the game. And many other states still don't have it in the scope of practice and, and covered under the physical therapy liability. So, Well, that's unfortunate if, it, if, it's a, if it's something very useful that benefits. Yeah, you you have to lobby, you have to go to, you know, you have to go the through state all level. The, mm-hmm. yeah. And luckily we had some really strong physical therapists that, that did that for us. And, awesome. But it's been around for 20 years. Mm-hmm. Um, wow. There's been physical therapists in some of the more progressive states um, that have been doing dry needling for even longer than that. It all started because of a research study that we're looking at the outcomes of hypodermic needles and the injectate of medicines. And then they found out that it wasn't the the medicine, it wasn't the pharmacological agent that mm-hmm. was making the change. It was the insertion of the actual needle that was that creating was mm, Yeah, that was creating the change in the tissue that was improving blood flow through the area, some oxygenation properties that that help with healing. So 
we're like, well, let's let's make a smaller needle that isn't a hypodermic one. Right. It it changes the insult to the tissue, so there's less pain with that. We're not trying to um, go into any kind of arterial system, so again, that's that's not painful either. But we do go into the muscle, we go into the tendon, we go into the depth that we need to go to to hit our target where area. Where the problem is. Where the problem is, yeah. So, and then we usually apply electrical stimulation um, that can be used to help reset the muscle into its most active form. Is there like a body part or a certain area that is most common for this? Mm, No, I can't really say that there is. I mean, all over the place. Yes, all over. I mean, this is... I use it for my TMJ patients. I use it for my headache, neck, See, that's interesting to me because I had that at one point. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Shoulder, knee, hips. Is it like acupuncture? You talk needles. Right. That's that's where a lot of people's heads go, I think. Is that totally opposite of that? So I'm not an acupuncturist. um, Neither am I. And I've never had acupuncture, but the little bit of, of knowledge I've gained from it they they don't go past the the dermal to levels. where like the issue of okay that's. yeah so they don't go into the depth of the muscle you might have a problem in your in your head or your neck they'll acupuncture your foot right. or you know they'll right, go through right. those patterns it's almost like um, mapping yes you know yeah. it's, it's almost like again you know, this ailment is here well that's connected over here <laughs> and so we're gonna and again I don't, I've never had ac- acupuncture either. either but that's the way I understand it yeah you know this correlates to this what we're talking about Danielle when you need to dry needle something, mm-hmm. that's where you're needling. And you're going to yeah. a very specific location. Right. Like right there. Yeah, <laughs> right. right. Exactly. So, and sometimes if we're doing a back, if the neurological symptoms are going down the leg and that person is feeling you know, pain on the outside of their thigh, the backside, or even down into their foot, we're going to start centrally and take care of that tissue at the lumbar because that's ultimately where it's originating for, mm-hmm. from. And then if there's other dysfunction um, after we clear that, the spine, then we can move down and maybe hit up the piriformis or some of the gluteal muscles. But the that's kind of where we, we need to start is where the ultimate problem is and then and then we move around mm-hmm. depending on how the patient is yeah. reacting to that. I haven't had acupuncture but I have had dry needling. So really? yeah, I, okay. can sp- I can speak to that a little bit and and um, it is it is it doesn't hurt. That's the first thing I would say. I, you've you've obviously done it. You have to do mm-hmm. it to each other to get your mm-hmm. certification or whatever. Yes. Mm-hmm. I didn't think it hurt. Did you think it hurt? No, certain areas the feet aren't that comfortable. I guess and it the depends hand if that not, area is bothering you. Exactly. You know, the, I, I could yeah. say there's no way to avoid yeah. That, well, and sometimes we're targeting a, a trigger point that is already very hypersensitive. Yes, yes, um, yeah. And it is, you know, a, a bundle of, of very hypersensitive nerves mm-hmm. um, that is kind of gunked up. So there's, there's this there's this thing in the process that I don't even know how to describe. But when you do it and then it's like that muscle sort of it sort of drops Mm. Like it sort of feels like it drops it or releases. Or releases mm-hmm. That's a better like a word. Loosens, kind of. Or, I don't yeah. want to say relax, but it's almost yeah. like it. It can. So we can use we can use a technique that elicits a, a twitch response. Yeah, um, so go. if we piston it, um, it can it can kind of twitch and then it kind of relaxes. Um, oh, what's a little more comfortable is using the electrical stimulation. It, it's the same ultimate response, but it's a lot of times more comfortable to the patient because we're not going in and out of that tissue with the needle. Um, but again, you you would get on the stem unit with the needle and then it would feel that release that Aaron is speaking of where yeah. a lot of times 
but that kind of depends on how chronic the problem is, it's where it's located. A case by case so every, you know, sometimes I'm I'm having a patient on electrical stimulation for ten minutes, twenty minutes, sometimes two minutes. You know, yeah, it just it just depends on yeah what that patient how they were. You know, respond. and as we, as we talk about dry needling, keep mm-hmm. in mind. This is something that you will evaluate case by case, person by person, if that needs to happen. Uh, it's very interesting, something I never heard of mm-hmm. and can see the benefits mm-hmm. of it. Um, now, I guess the obvious thing, someone's listening to this and you get to the point where this might be an option for you mm-hmm. or your kids or someone in your family. Uh, is this something that's not covered in insur- by insurance? Is it something that uh, is so daunting? It's like, oh, there's no way I'll ever be dry needled. Yeah. Um, I can't afford it. I, I, you know, that's a yeah. basic question, yeah. I think. It's no, a healthcare it's a, question for it, sure. Yes, of course. <laughs> At the end of the day. Um, Probably being dry needled of- is not something you need to say <laughs> ever. But the yeah. insurance question yeah. probably yeah. valid. <laughs> so it is. Um, we, we bill it under a code um, that is appropriate for it that is also covered by insurance. So it's part of the treatment plan. It's not, it's not everything. It's not, right, it's not right. all of it. So, you know, we're dry needling, but then we're also using exercise. We're using um, right. other, I, other activities to I, help. I think for me, I didn't know what it was. So that sounds like something new. Mm-hmm. That sounds like something, oh my gosh, is that even going to be covered in our plan? Right. I, I, I know that might sound crazy, but no, I think really, you know, I, but it's something that's been done over and over and used on, you know, for 20 years, like you said, so. Well, and mm-hmm. the flip side of something being new is also that wondering like, ooh, it's new, I want to try it. Mm-hmm. Like, That's where where too. can I just walk in and get dry needling like I can walk in and get Botox, you know? And right. and what what Danielle's yeah. saying is it doesn't work like that either, no, right? at all. Uh, right. Again, with the tool in the toolbox analogy, again, with the purpose of your physical therapy team being to decide what's going to work best for you That's in your right. regimen. The one question I have too is mm-hmm. we talked about um, dry needling all the different body parts, but to to put it in context a little more, can you give some examples of certain um, conditions or mm-hmm. um, like treatments that you use it for? TMJ, what else is yeah, common? Yeah, TMJ is um, definitely one. I'm gonna I'm gonna suggest dry needling for them because a lot of times mm-hmm. it's a it's a masseter temporalis mm-hmm. tightness that they're over clenching, right? Yeah. So I'm trying to calm that down. Yeah. Um, that helps a lot with their their pain. Um, headaches, especially cervicogenic headaches. I wish I would have known this um, back when I was, the headaches, the pain um, was, yeah. Yeah. I went through months of that. Ugh. And so this is some really good information. I'm using, yeah, I'm using it for that. A lot of times for my neck, a lot of times for my low back pain um, patients, especially if I'm palpating and they're like super spastic, if their muscles are just on fire, um, contracted, I'm going to try to use this to calm them down. Um, if I feel like that's going on in like a piriformis syndrome that's leading to sciatica type pain, I'm going to do that. Um, sometimes I'll do it in shoulder pain patients, um, some quad tendon, you know, um, okay. there's mm-hmm. a lot. Oh, mm-hmm. feet, a lot of feet. I'm doing it ankles, on plantar fasciitis, oh, Achilles tendonitis. Um, yeah, it's just a lot of, it's foot. amazing the issues with the foot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know? A lot of it's musculoskeletal based, but some is neurological. Um, sometimes I'm trying to get close to the, the, the nerve, <laughs> um, the neural sheath to make a change there too. So sometimes I'm like, okay, well, I'm getting a lot of recruitment of the whole, you know, whole peroneal nerve. That's good because I, I want I want to get that a little more active. And that, what that means is that I'm not getting one 
tendon. If I get one tendon, one muscle, I'm only going to see a contraction there in that one muscle. If I get close to a nerve, then I'm going to get that whole neural contractile unit. Um, and that just looks a little different. And that feels a little different for the I'm patient sure. too. But sure. um, but sometimes it can. I, I know it wasn't painful for Aaron. Sometimes it can be uncomfortable. though. So I don't want people to come in thinking like, oh, I just want this like nice... Mm-hmm. Keep in mind, Bougie. Erin is very, I'm super very tough. tough. She is. She super is. tough. She wears a hard hat during <laughs> these podcasts. That's how tough she is. That's, no, <laughs> kidding, of course. Cannot be intimidated. <laughs> <laughs> now, um, I, I find all this very, very interesting and in how you can specifically help out a certain part of whatever that is, your foot, your back, your shoulder, mm-hmm. uh, your jaw. Uh, that That's just incredibly interesting to me because... I was naive to a lot of this uh, before these couple of segments and, mm-hmm. and uh, can be very helpful, hopefully, to others as well going, you know, in the future. Yeah. So the the whole process of the, the dry needling, we kind of touched on when you walk in the door. Now, <clears throat> excuse me, the doctor can put on there if they want um, dry needling as an intervention, they can put that on there. And I'm going to, I'm going to, that's kind of going to be on my high radar of, let's let's maybe try this has the doctor talked to you about this if the patient actually wants it most of the time we can talk through this and it it is appropriate treatment for most of my patients it's just i kind of feed through who's going to respond okay to this you know like i'm looking at a lot of other behavioral characteristics um age um i'm not i'm i'm of course getting consent from parents if any child is under 18 um but i'm really not going to even suggest it for anybody under 13 you know okay. I, I feel like that's good that's know. a that's a cutoff unless it's a really mature like 11 12 year old and parent is in there and they everybody seems at ease with it i really don't want to traumatize any any young person or um there's other things that we can do that i always had done before Before i i became yeah educated and dry needling so but i I just wanted to touch a little bit on the scope of of patients that we sure do that and it it all goes back to depending upon that patient Mm -hmm. uh what's going to happen going forth and sometimes they no needle phobia don't oh, want it don't want it it just title. i see them tense up as soon as i oh, mention I it and it, i'm like or we can do yeah. many other things yeah. you know and then we go down a different path you can but, probably tell right from the get-go right but yeah that's just a conversation that um we have or a lot of times i i kind of know to tread lightly on that topic i don't want to scare anyone <laughs> away okay so i i think we've definitely established the fact that dry needling can be hugely beneficial for for the right kind of patient beyond physical therapists is there anybody else that offers dry needling yeah in the course it was chiropractors there weren't any M- but I, I know that they could sit in the in the course if they needed to. But primarily, there were physical therapists. I think there was one chiropractor that was there. Okay. Okay. So if I decide that this sounds like something I'm interested in, this is a path I want to go down. What's the best access point for that then? Well, you can if you've tried physical therapy, um, just traditional physical therapy, and that's not worked, then you might want to seek out the dry needling aspect specifically. of it specifically. But if you haven't, start with traditional physical therapy. Talk to your physical therapist. They themselves might decide that um, dry needling is a good 
tool to use for you, or they might direct you to that if they mm-hmm. feel like that is appropriate. But other, there's many other conservative interventions that can address your problems that we've used for many, many years. But that's also something, again, you would talk to your doctor about a referral for physical therapy and then start that ball rolling. And then go from there. Mm-hmm. Certainly. That's awesome. I, I encourage you not only to, well, thank you for listening to this episode of Valley Health Check, but go back and listen to our first episode to kind of talk about some other aspects of physical therapy from two months old mm-hmm. up to, yeah. well, how old? I've, uh, I mean, what are the I age? Mean, I've, I've seen a 102-year-old. So, wow. Yeah. So from two months to 102. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we encourage you to listen to both of these It'd podcasts. I learned a lot. Thank you so much. Of course, a big thank you to Horizon Health, myhorizonhealth.org, Valley Health Check. We want to thank the doctor of physical therapy, Danielle Colvin. Thank you for coming in. You You're were welcome. fantastic. We thank appreciate you for everything. having us. And Aaron, thank you as always. Thanks, Kevin.